0: Hi, I'm Kristen. And I'm Mike. And we're Lost in Sunnydale Stacks. This is the Sunnydale Stacks, where every other week we immerse ourselves in the world of Sunnydale, California, and review two episodes of Vampire vampy the buffy slayer
1: (laughs) i feel like that was the porn parody title
0: vampy the buffy slayer okay (laughs) and review two episodes of buffy the vampire slayer this week we're dusting off reptile boy and halloween now let's head into the sunnydale stacks and open the books on reptile boy Buffy, Willow, and Xander are watching a movie in Hindi. What a fun social life they have. (laughs) Although I like, I say that, but like, one of my favorite things to do with Chris is to turn on really terrible movies, Mm -hmm. like, especially sci fi channel terrible movies. And just enjoy the terribleness. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is the Buffy version of that. Like, but
1: I also like that they're watching, well, I mean, I love this whole scene, but I like that they're watching it and there's not subtitles or anything. Yeah. It's just completely, and they're just trying to figure out what the plot is without having any idea. Go for Which it. I feel like it would be fun, although I'm not sure how long I could actually do it.
0: Not a full movie, No. Yeah.
1: Although I guess if you're distracted by braiding hair, you know.
0: I like that Xander's participating. Proved yet again that he's just one of the girls. Mm -hmm.
1: And I like how subtle it is where it's not like they don't make a big deal out of it. Sure, yeah. Uh, It's just what's happening while they're watching this movie and talking about what's going on.
0: Buffy is happy for downtime and the break from slaying. It's not going to last for long, though. (laughs) We got to a girl busting out of a window and jumping from the second floor. She's being chased by some hooded dudes. I like that this girl is like, she's actually really holding her own. She's doing much better than I would in this situation. And she's not
1: like panicking. Right. She's just scared because there are men in hoods trying to uh, attack her. But she's really putting up a good effort to get away and being smart and.
0: She's not this like damsel running upstairs in a horror Mm -hmm. movie when Mm -hmm. obviously like that's the exact wrong thing to do she jumps out of a mm -hmm. window she jumps from a balcony like zero hesitation
1: she climbs over that wall she sees she's trying to parkour
0: over that wall she (laughs) bolts that shit yeah and of course it's Sunnendale so Mm -hmm. she has to end up in a cemetery yeah of course because that's
1: one of the three sets they have at this point on the budget Also, we
0: haven't seen the credits yet, so we need to see a cemetery first. (laughs) Yes,
1: it's 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 very necessary. Can't have just Bollywood. Maybe if in the Bollywood movie there was a a cemetery set that could have gotten a That'd
0: be a fun little twist on it. There you
1: go. I I do kind of wish it would totally ruin the episode because it would turn into a different episode. But I, when I first saw this, I remember thinking, oh, they're in the cemetery. These guys are going to be attacked by vampires. (laughs) That'd be cool. Where you think it's these guys are the threat, and then the vampires just take out these...
0: Although if we never, dum-dums. like, revisited the hooded guys. It'd be super weird. Yeah. So, unfortunately, Callie runs smack dab into the handsome hooded dude and is dragged away. <laughs> Did you notice the pyramid grave?
1: Yes. That one right? shows up a lot.
0: Yeah. I've never seen it before. This is definitely the first okay. time I noticed it. Mm-hmm. And, like, I get that some people have, like, tombs. Mm. Like, I've seen, you know, yeah. you've seen them in Chicago, tombs instead of graves. A pyramid is a weird choice. Because what are you saying there? I'm a, like a pharaoh, so build me a pyramid. Those were bad dudes. You don't want to be like that. But the he's pharaoh. more
1: humble because it's only about it's six feet pyramid. tall. It's, not, it's not a little pyramid. I'm ten percent, I'm ten
0: percent of a pharaoh.
1: But I, I seem to remember hearing something, and maybe this is just completely, uh, my own head being dumb, but hearing something like there is a grave like that in a cemetery in Hollywood that one of the production designers saw and okay. thought that would be like a fun thing to add or perhaps it matched up with exteriors they use sometimes
0: oh okay yeah mm-hmm. interesting but,
1: yeah I still don't know why that person would have I can't believe I've never noticed it pyramid.
0: before yeah all right so at school the next day Cordy is practicing laughing for boys <laughs> 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 uh,
1: just a helpful <laughs> hit uh, ladies does not work don't do that don't laugh like a mad person
0: This is a weird thing, because I feel like Cordy's never really had trouble in the Mm -hmm. dating department, so why is she suddenly worried about it?
1: I think it's more she, as we learn in the next episode, she's the slayer when it comes to dating. She's worried about losing her edge and not being the pinnacle dating person, and I think that's what throws her off, is that she's trying to keep up to date on what's the newest thing, what's the the newest advice to use, that she uses advice that isn't very helpful because really she unhelpful. read it in some magazine. And I thought maybe she was trying
0: to up her game because now she's going for college guys. Forget high school Makes guys. i college guys.
1: I think she said something about older guys in the first or second episode. I guess she might not have meant college guys. I'm pretty
0: though. sure she meant Angel when he's beyond college years.
1: Yes. He's beyond Saved by the Bell the college years. Those guys Ooh. were like 35 by that point.
0: Anyways, Buffy's wearing <laughs> giraffe pants. <laughs> you notice the giraffe pants?
1: Yes, I, I noticed the animal print. And, and it's not a uh, Halloween costume in this episode, so a little, a little uh, more showy.
0: A little weird. She's dreamy over Angel, but knows that his vampireness is posing a real problem. I mean, duh. D- Cordy's dig on Xander here is actually really good. But you'll go to college someday, Xander. I just know your pizza delivery career will take you to so many exciting places. <laughs> also, she's clairvoyant yes. because he does deliver pizza.
1: Yeah. And you could definitely make the argument that the reasons Xander and College don't mix that well, is you'll see if you haven't watched yet, I think a lot of that might actually trace back to the experiences he has in this episode.
0: Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. So Buffy's late meeting Giles, and he is pissed. <laughs> Just because the Hellmouth has been fairly quiet lately is no reason to let down her guard. Mm-hmm. But Buffy's looking for some me time. Between school and slain, when does she get to unwind? But it's no use. She's studying and training after school and then patrolling at night. And no dawdling with your friends.
1: <laughs> I love how angry dad Giles gets in this yes. scene. It's it's still very much out of a place of love, but he gets much angrier than you usually see him get. Which I, he's I definitely. Is important.
0: We're starting to see that he's really becoming her father figure mm-hmm. as someone who has... An absent father figure at this point of the show mm-hmm. and later on just none. Yeah. I think that is the most obvious in the episode, Something Blue, mm-hmm. when it, that's really hammered yeah. home. Yeah. That he, not, not that Hank's not there, but that Giles has taken Hank's place. Yeah. But yeah, he's definitely dad. So no darling with your friends. But later when she's dawdling with her friends, <laughs> Cordy's new college friends spot Buffy and insist that Cordy take her to their frat party. So I know that Richard is the bad guy from the chase scene, but mm-hmm. I never recognize him as such.
1: No, because he doesn't register as a specific face. He just re- registers as vaguely handsome guy. Yeah, maybe it would be a little too handholdy, but I wish there was something more than just his face. Yes, I don't find his face particularly
0: memorable. Correct, I, I agree. He's pretty. Mm-hmm. He's definitely pretty, but like, if I had to describe him to a police sketch artist, I'd be like, "Pretty with brown hair." Yeah,
1: just open up an Abercrombie and Fitch catalog. One, one of those of, guys. One of, the, one of them. Medium hair.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Tom seems nice. I would probably a hundred percent fall for this if I were, but I think I would fall for Tom shtick a hundred percent. He's not gorgeous. He is easy mm-hmm. on the eyes. He's yeah. still pretty. But he's funny. He's got a great sense mm-hmm. of humor, which matches Buffy's sense of humor. Yeah. And he's humble. I'd fall for it. I yeah. totally go for Tom.
1: Although, again, not as creepy as with the angel difference, but the age difference is pretty big here because he says he's a uh, a senior yeah. in college. Yeah, and she's sixteen. Even if he doesn't know that, he thinks like maybe on the far end, So
0: sixteen to like twenty, twenty one.
1: Yeah, that's that seems a little. Five little
0: years? sketchy. yeah. Well, like um,
1: those five years, if it yeah, was like no, she was definitely twenty. Definitely, the and was younger you
0: are, people. the yeah. more an age difference yeah. matters, especially when you're in school. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I know I dated a college guy when I was in high school. Oh, ooh. but I think I was a junior in high school and he was a sophomore in college, so okay. not as big a deal.
1: Yeah, um, and especially because that can it can break down where. It's not as many years as you might think, because you might be a little bit older for that right. school year. You might be a little bit younger. You yeah. might have just changed the cutoff.
0: So Buffy turns down Tom, seeing as how she's involved with Angel. Mm-hmm. Later on patrol, Buffy finds a broken bracelet on which Angel can smell blood. Fun times for that. <laughs> she and Angel argue about the logistics in their relationship. Are they dating? Is it smart to do so? I really thought they were already dating at this point. Isn't yeah, this a weird conversation? Well, I
1: think it's it's one of those things where they're in that weird kind of zone where it's like we're going out, but are we dating? And if we're dating, are we boyfriend? But they're girlfriend? not really. If they're
0: talking about like going out for coffee, is a big deal, then they're mm-hmm. not actually going out. Yeah, they just are aware that each other has fuzzy feelings, mm-hmm. and they're not acting on it. Yeah, I'm trying to. So since since they obviously like acknowledge their feelings in Prophecy Girl. Okay.
1: And then they talked about going out for coffee.
0: It just seems like two steps forward, one step back. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we ha- haven't you guys had this conversation? It seems like...
1: Yeah, there are definitely, in other elements of this episode, feel a little bit like they're retreading over things that have gone they've gone over before. But I don't mind as much because it is pretty clear in this episode. And yeah. in some ways you could say this is almost... Not a remake, but very similar themes to what happens in uh, Never Kill a Boy on the First Date, where it is uh, a lot of the work and school and personal life tension... And very much both sides have to learn that there's a compromise to be made. You can make the argument that it's a very s- similar set of themes there, but this one I feel like is a lot clearer and more specific. Uh, and I feel like a lot of the Angel and Buffy scenes are a lot clearer and more specific than they have been in the past, where it hasn't been super clear.
0: True. I guess in my mind, I'm mm-hmm. running the clock. Yeah. Of like, you guys, we're getting closer to surprise and innocence. Mm -hmm. You got to move this along. We got to get to this important point. How are you not here already? Yeah. I kind of hate Angel here. Yeah. He's very condescending. Mm -hmm. I knew this was going to happen. Like, oh, excuse me, get over yourself. I knew you were going to fall in love with me. You don't know what you're doing. You don't even know what you want. Dude, shut up. You suck. I don't. You're the one
1: dating a 16-year-old loser.
0: Like, and you... No. Mm -mm. I don't want to get coffee with you anymore. No coffee. You're being a jerk. Ugh. So this scene is overly dramatic, and I don't really... I I don't like it. I don't get it. When I kiss you, you don't wake up from a deep slumber and live happily over after... No, when you kiss me, I wanna die. What does that mean? I,
1: I never got that. I still have not got that.
0: It's not it, a good thing. No. If someone kisses you and it makes you wanna die. Bad. That's not a, good Don't sign. Get in a relationship
1: with them. <laughs> that that is a weird line. And you know what's super weird? Listening to the DVD commentary for this, which is also I recommend it if you have the DVDs. Listening to the commentary because about every five minutes, David Greenwald, the uh, writer director, plugs Angel, the TV show, <laughs> oh, during the commentary, which is hilarious. But other commentary says how he was really proud of that line, which is just baffling to me because that's. For my money, the worst line in the entire episode.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, like, that's, yeah. I bet, mm.
1: Yeah, it's like, it sounds like something they retranslated back from the German title that one episode, Bloody Kisses. Yes! Bloody Kisses, that make me feel like I want to die. I mean,
0: Bloody Kisses would make me want to (laughs) die. Just like, forget this, life is over.
1: Uh, So (laughs) weird.
0: So the next day at school, Cordy is trying to butter up Buffy so she'll go to the frat party. But with her recent disappointments, Buffy's all too ready to agree. Mm-hmm. Bad decision because the Delta Zeta Kappas are busy pledging their allegiance to Makito. <laughs> hey, I recognize those robes. Callie's still locked up. Yep. You saw that in the beginning of the scene. Mm-hmm. So in the library, Giles is clearly tired of Buffy kicking his ass during training. So he's practicing on his own to be ready for the next time. <laughs> Will you be ready when a vampire comes up behind you?
1: <laughs> when she's, like, what is he even doing? The, the physical motions he's doing aren't the surprise attack. They're just like twirling with a sword. I feel like this is his things.
0: fencing class when mm-hmm. he was in like whatever school mm-hmm. of like, I'm, I know how to use a sword. Look at me. And, yeah. Yeah. She's still super strong. You're kind of fucked.
1: It <laughs> reminds me a lot of when I was a real little kid and this is, One of those things I'm not sure if it reads as adorable or really sad, or maybe both. But as a little kid, I remember a lot of times, because I didn't have siblings close in age to me, I would, in the house, instead of, you know, roughhousing with siblings, I would pretend to fight a jacket as if it was a person.
0: (gasps) Oh, I wish I had video of that. Oh my God. Wait, how did this work? How did this work? Was it hanging on like a coat rack?
1: So it would be usually like a windbreaker type jacket. Cause those you could really wrestle with. Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't get stuck on stuff. <laughs> oh, yes. You wouldn't get no, rugged. You could
0: totally.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Good for um, wrestling. That's uh, uh, insane. Sometimes I'd tie the hands together so it would feel more like arms. I don't don't ask me why. That felt more like arms. I guess cause the, the tied part was a little bit thicker. But I just kind of wrestling. Like I was fighting it. And swirl around. I doing lots of hand motions, <laughs> Uh, So that was my fun thing. I have very vivid memories of doing that.
0: I am speechless with joy. (laughs) It's just wonderful. Okay. So I I relate to Giles in the same... Listeners, you don't need siblings. You just need a windbreaker. Totally lost my train of thought. I can't get that image out of my brain right now. Um, This made me think of when I was in high school, mm-hmm. I was super excited to go to college. Like mm-hmm. I was just very focused on college and like going to be a theater major and yeah. an actress and like, just this is all my brain could wrap around. So there was one night when I was in my bedroom practicing dialects. Okay. Cause I was super, you know, excited. And I was rehearsing in front of the mirror. And as if someone were auditioning me, asking me if I knew how to do dialects. Now. I was <laughs> And asked me if I knew how to do a Southern dialect. And I was like, well, what kind of Southern dialect would you want? Would you want like a more genteel Southern? Or would you want more like an Appalachian Southern with like <laughs> a little more twang on it? And I heard like a snicker to my left. And I looked and my mom and my brother oh. are just staring at me open mouthed, not even laughing. Just no idea what to do with this information. Oh. I was like, oh, whoops. Next time, close the door.
1: Yep. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, you should have just turned and said, and just kept doing the accents at them until they left.
0: Which one do you like? Oh,
1: God.
0: Do you like a Cockney, governor? Oh, God. So Buffy walks in and interrupts (laughs) Giles uh, and shows him the broken bracelet. Mm Mm-hmm. Xander and Giles think she should patrol, but Buffy says she still needs to study, and wouldn't you know it, she's not feeling so well. So I really like this exchange when they leave the Mm -hmm. library. Go ahead and say it. I'm not going to say it. You lied to Giles, because she will. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Willow is such the mom of the group sometimes. Mm
1: -hmm. Definitely the den mother.
0: Yes. So Buffy just wants to have fun, but Cordy's there to lay out the ground rules. Cordy's trademarks. Black, silk, chiffon, or spandex. Buffy can't wear these things. <laughs> you don't get to call black.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's just, that's weird. Like, you can't have belts then?
0: I mean, because... I think she means it's the generic outfit color, but still. still. Like, black is a staple. Yeah. Yeah. You don't get to just be like, you don't get to wear, you know, dresses. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Lots of people wear dresses. You don't get to call that. You
1: could maybe say plaid. Like, that's a little bit more, okay, not everybody wears plaid all the time. But hey. black is is very elemental.
0: Yes. And three different types of fabrics. Mm-hmm. You get one, lady. Yeah. One. If you want to call spandex, I mean, first off, you can have spandex. That <laughs> well, looks good on Xander close prefers. to nobody. Sure. <laughs> but, like, chiffon... Silk, those are, like, typical, like, going out outfit fabrics, Mm -hmm. especially for girls. That's like being like, I call cotton. Yes. No.
1: I call shirts.
0: You are just greedy. (laughs) Greedy, greedy. So, Cordy had a really good line earlier. Yeah. This is the opposite. This (laughs) is a bad line. You could belong to a fraternity of rich and powerful men in a bizarro world. No. that's That's like five-year-old insult It's
1: like saying not after something right? as the joke it's yeah. not very good i do want to mention before we get on to the party itself i think it's in this scene i really like another cool just subtle moment of showing the intimacy of the friendship between characters how willow and xander share a coke yes and it's just like it's not it's not spoken about they just xander wants a little bit of coke he takes it from willow she just gives it he drinks it I just love those little bits, those little character moments that are very subtle, and you totally could miss it, and it wouldn't change the episode, but it really enhances the character relationships.
0: It makes me think about when I go out to dinner with my parents, Mm -hmm. and without talking about it, Mm -hmm. my mom will automatically give the tomato from her salad to my dad yeah because she doesn't like tomatoes and he will automatically take the olives out of his, mar- out of his martini and give it to my mom because she loves olives and it's one of those things like it's yeah. the intimacy and the duration of yeah. that relationship of like yeah. we've been together forever we don't even have to acknowledge
1: yeah. it. the familiarity that you don't have to say things in order to understand
0: yeah xander is going to go to the party to protect buffy and possibly catch an orgy <laughs> why not
1: Nice orgy every once in a while isn't a bad thing.
0: Sure. It's all about moderation. Yes. Okay.
1: Especially moderation.
0: So Buffy and Cordy didn't even follow Cordy's rules. No. Buffy shows up wearing black, which was a no-no, mm-hmm. and Cordy isn't wearing anything. It's not black, it's not silk, it's not chiffon or Hispanics. Bitch called four things <laughs> and then didn't even take advantage Maybe of it. it
1: was like a reverse psychology thing where she knew, I'm not going to wear any of these things, but if I forbid them, maybe that's exactly what she's going to do despite me.
0: Okay. Yeah. That's my, my theory. Okay, that's my fan yes.
1: theory. Also, so the- James Bond's a time lord. just saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, now I'm thinking about that and wait a (laughs) second. Okay, different episode. (laughs) So they get to the party. Buffy's miserable. Xander's crashing. For now, (laughs) Buffy's resisting the peer pressure to Mm -hmm. drink.
1: I really uh, appreciated that. I literally said when I was watching it for this way to not take a strange drink, Buffy.
0: Yeah, right. Of course, later. Uh, Well, later, yes. So, she's dancing with Tom, and he tells her that sometimes you need to relax and enjoy yourself once in a while. So, here's why I get really kind of confused about mm-hmm. this episode and what it's trying to say. Yeah. Joss is saying a lot of things. Mm-hmm. He's saying drinking is bad. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, there is a general theme in the Weed and Verse that yeah. Joss tries to only show bad characters, villains, to be smoking, drinking, mm-hmm. to excess, taking drugs. Yeah. Uh, Lying is bad. Mm -hmm. Accepting drinks that have possibly been roofied is bad. Don't go to strange parties alone. Responsibility, yada, yada, all that stuff. So these are all good lessons. Mm -hmm. These are obviously all things that girls coming of age need to learn. They should not accept drinks they haven't made or opened themselves. They should not go to a party where nobody knows who you are. The reptile monster is clearly symbolizing rape. Mm -hmm. But Tom's not wrong. Yeah. You do need to relax every once in a while. You have to be able to have fun. When I look mm-hmm. back at my years at high school, what I regret most is that I didn't really have fun. Mm-hmm. As previously mentioned, I was really into the idea of going to college. I was so focused yeah. on getting straight A's and having a list of extracurriculars that was five pages long. Mm-hmm. That between cheerleading and theater and tennis and yearbook and key club and swim team and dive team and working three jobs... I kind of feel like I missed out on being a teenager. And when other people tell me stories about when they were in high school, Mm -hmm. I get kind of sad because I'm like, I missed out on the time when you're supposed to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. You're supposed to be dumb. You're supposed to get into trouble and do stupid shit.
1: I just missed the fact that I didn't do that stuff when I was uh, under 18, so I couldn't be charged as an adult.
0: Also a good reason to do it then. That's great. I didn't go to parties. In all of high school, I only ever went to one party. Yeah. I should have been sneaking out of the house. I should have been ditching class. My mm-hmm. biggest question for people that ditch class is, like, how did you do that? Like, did you get in trouble every time? Yeah. Like, did, how or does that work? not
1: notice sometimes. Because I seem to remember role was pretty normally taken in most classes in my high school. Yeah. And even if it wasn't, I guess if you had really big classes, but I feel like you'd still notice if somebody was gone from a 20-person class.
0: Sure. But lots of people did. Yeah. Lots of people have these stories. How did they do that? I'd love to know. I spent senior ditch day doing extra credit.
1: <laughs> that I think is a good uh, metaphor for your high school experience. Yes.
0: So now that I'm old, if I all I have to do is pay bills, I'm too yeah. busy to do this stuff. I mm-hmm. have to work. Yeah. I I think that Tom has a good point of view here. She is overworked, mm. and you know, like all that hard work in high school, all that yeah. overreaching myself and freaking out. You know what? It got me anxiety induced insomnia. I was so worried that I didn't study hard enough or practice hard enough or whatever. I was constantly mm-hmm. worried that I left the stove on that I couldn't sleep without chemical help as a high schooler. Yeah. So this is where I'm a little, this is where this episode rubs me a little wrong is what I think Tom has a point. Well, I, I think sometimes Giles and Joyce are in the wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, I,
1: I kind of get the read from this episode that Mostly because of how uh Willow kind of freaks out later on at, to Giles and Angel that they're kind of wrong too, that they're being too condescending in Angel's case, or they're asking too much in Giles' case. And I feel like that lessons there too. I do understand what you mean. It's a little weird to have basically the biggest villain besides the giant snake monster in the episode basically making a good point.
0: Right. But I
1: think maybe that's also another point the episode is kind of making that... It's not necessarily the overtly bad guys that may be trouble for you. Sure. You know, the devil's greatest weapon is his ability to tell the truth kind of thing where he may be making good points and he may seem like the nice guy. And he may be saying all the right things that are right in, in fact, but he could still not have good intentions behind it. So it's, I think it's, it's a weird thing and. The episode, I don't think makes it super clear that maybe even though some of the stuff he's saying is true, that he's bad, but that stuff still is valid. But I think that that could be the case.
0: I gotcha. I understand. And like, yeah. and I think that is also something the episode says. Nice guys mm-hmm. aren't always nice. I mean, yeah. we all know that the biggest danger for girls being raped is date rape. Yeah. You know, and obviously these girls aren't going out with mean guys. Yeah. And Running themselves into trouble. Yeah. Just because someone's nice doesn't mean their intentions Mm -hmm. aren't bad or can't hurt you.
1: Much like we discussed in earlier episodes, like, people can be acting. Yes. It might not be true, especially if you don't know somebody that well. It's hard to tell whether they're being genuine or not.
0: Yes. So Xander's caught and forced into pledging. Hmm. Buffy takes Tom's advice and chugs a drink. Surprise! (sighs) It's drugged. Before we move on, did you ever pledge a frat?
1: Oh, God, no. I stayed away from that whole thing. I never had any interest. Watching Animal House was as close as I ever wanted to get to a fraternity. Never went to a frat party. Didn't really know any frat guys. I mean, the closest I come is biking past Wrigleyville.
0: Okay. But, I mean, that's the fair experience of it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah so I I, uh, I, never, never did that. Never really had much interest because I could just drink with people who I share common interests with. I don't need to drink with a bunch of guys just in a random house.
0: Fair. I did go to frat parties, and I have to say they were exactly like this episode—not mm. the—not the reptile monster part. Oh! <laughs> but oh, but it's like gross drunk guys that are like mm-hmm. about to tackle you. Yeah. You know, in a gross house, and mm-hmm. I mean that—that that was basically all the parties. Yeah. We didn't have sororities in my college, so that wasn't oh, a thing for me. That's weird. I've heard it's because there's this weird, outdated law in Chicago Mm -hmm. that if you have more than X number of women living in the same house, you're technically a brothel.
1: Oh, okay. I think I have heard about that before, so I guess that would make sense. Yeah. But I feel like they try to find somewhere around that.
0: I think you can do it and not have a house. Oh, okay. Like, you, as long as there isn't, like, you just, everyone has to live in a different house and you can't have, you know, whatever. So meanwhile, Willow recognizes that the broken bracelet is from Kent Prep School. They find a news article about Callie going missing. Willows and Giles call Angel to find out where they found the bracelet.
1: Okay, one thing here. What program are they using when they're finding, they're looking through the different words,
0: what is the purpose of Just typing it in to keep track of which ones they've already said. That's the but only like, thing I can do. That yeah. Also, you could just be writing this down.
1: Yeah, there was no reason for it to be a computer program. That's just so bizarre to me, and it's just it it, it has no bearing on the plot. If this was in the episode, the iRobotUJane, then okay, they needed to use a computer because computers are the point of this episode. It just seemed very. What if it was like, like
0: searching mm-hmm. recent news articles for that word?
1: Yeah. Or even just they typed in ENT and it showed all the different words that end in ENT. Yeah, but but there's an online rhyming them.
0: dictionary. That's a yeah. thing that happens.
1: Yeah. Or, yeah, just some kind of, you know, proto version of that. But it's no, it's literally them just typing this in. I don't understand it at all.
0: Nope. A drugged Buffy finds a nice soft bed to lie down in to make the room stop spinning. Mm. She passes out. Richard enters. We clearly think he's about to get rapey.
1: Uh, and I think he is. Oh, he's he 100%
0: yeah. about to get rapey. Yeah. That is on his Ugh. mind. Tom defends her. We mm-hmm. think he's coming to the rescue. Nope. But only because he wants to save her for Makita. Yeah. She and Cordy are going to join Callie in the basement.
1: Mm-hmm. And I do like the reveal that you don't you don't know that Cordy's there, too, until they just kind of pan over. And I that's think the this whole break. scene is well
0: done. Yeah. Like, definitely. It's very creepy. Her, the entire time she's stumbling along, Mm -hmm. druggy, drunk, I'm feeling very worried for her. Mm -hmm. Like, if this was my girlfriend, I would get her out of there immediately. Yeah. And then when Richard enters, it is very clear what his Mm -hmm. intentions are, and I'm about throwing things at my TV screen. Like, get out of there! No! Wake up! Mm -hmm. And then the reveal of Buffy and the Tom-Makita thing is just great.
1: Yeah. It's very well done.
0: Angel arrives at the library to help. I like that Willow points out the question we've all been wondering, Angel. How do you shave? <laughs> yes, I like it.
1: Yeah, and I think we brought up in an earlier episode how he does his hair. But I, I feel like shaving—you could—it would just take a long time. But you could do it without a mirror, if you're, especially if you're shaving all the way down.
0: As a girl, I, I mean, I could say something about you, the choice of terms all the way down. Oh boy. Her, as a girl, because I've never had to shave my face, mm-hmm. the idea of taking a razor to my cheek sounds terrifying. Like I, I'm pretty well, sure I would slit my throat and die. Well, if you're using
1: a straight razor, but if you're using like a safety razor, Still,
0: no, I don't want to take metal and cut my face. It's, it's, again, I'm a girl. I've never done it. Okay. That just seems terrifying. So the idea of doing that without a mirror is like, no, impossible. I'd die.
1: It's really, it's, for me, it's more just annoying when you, You cut yourself in the face. Is this why you have a beard? Yeah. Um, that's a big (laughs) part of it, actually. Just hate shaving so much. And you have to do it every day because it just grows back. And uh, it's awful. It's dumb. I wish they would only come in in the winter months. That would be nice. And then you could just not have to shave and that would be fine. Or maybe just leave like the mustache. That would be nice. But yeah, it's, it's really just more annoying when you have to shave your face. Because the cuts there, it's not like paper cuts where it's super painful, but it's just, it's hard to heal because your face moves so much in that Fair. way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Angel says the bracelet was found by the south wall of the cemetery near the front house. So Willow is forced to tell them that Buffy's there on a date. Mm. I like how Willow voices absolutely 100% how I feel about this situation. Yeah. And I wrote it down so I can recite it. Why do you think she went to that party? Because you gave her the brush off, and you never let her do anything except work and patrol. And I know she's the chosen one, but you're killing her with the pressure. I mean, she's sixteen, going on forty, and <laughs> you. I mean, you're going to live forever. You don't have time for a cup of coffee. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Willow. I love you. Okay,
1: now do it in the Appalachian dialect.
0: No, <laughs> you do it in Cockney. <laughs> oh, 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 oh damn, Mister! Stop it! I hate it. No. <laughs>
1: No. <laughs> My apologies to the entire United Kingdom.
0: <laughs> uh, so Tom is offering up the girls to Makita in exchange for a blessing of wealth and power.
1: This is one of the first times that they. I feel like they really show the wider world of demons. It's not just people attacking the school. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. And it, uh, I don't know why, but I I like to think of the demons all kind of hanging out. So I imagine like. Makita and Malik used to hang out and get beers all the time. Especially
0: the Praying Mantis. For some reason, yeah. I fe- I put this in the same, I think it's the same set as the mm-hmm. Praying Mantis. Yeah. When we go down to her basement, yeah, this it's basement very similar is very. Yeah. If you've already seen season seven, mm-hmm. I find it confusing that they revisit this idea in the episode Help. Oh, yeah. With the high schoolers yeah. um, trying to raise a demon mm-hmm. for this purpose. I guess they're not as successful yeah. yet. Uh, they don't and have I, a
1: whole frat behind them,
0: right? Well, I mean, high, yeah, high school club versus frat. Come on, yeah. frats are national. <laughs> <laughs> it also confuses me because there's a Veronica Mars episode oh. where they have the Tritons with, which is this like high school that. group yeah. that like it's like a frat basically, mm-hmm. but like steeped in secrecy and that yeah. kind of thing. Obviously, there's no demons because it's Veronica Mars; yeah. it doesn't exist. But they're very similar,
1: mm-hmm. or the Skulls. That yes, great it, film, I think,
0: I think all of.
1: It all comes from that yeah. idea. The Skull is and Crossbones. Skull,
0: skull and Crossbones is that someone's that's like steeped in reality, right?
1: Yeah, that one's real. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the Skulls movie is not a documentary. Uh, <laughs> it, it would be a, a very expertly shot documentary. It looks great, uh, but it's not a very good film.
0: <laughs> so Makeda rises and it's a dude in a bad costume.
1: I think it's it's okay, given like this early in the series I feel like it's a it's one of the better ones. As well, far as like a full on demon.
0: Consider so he's supposed to be a snake, right? Mm-hmm. My issue with this is just in the face mm-hmm. where something with the mouth it looks so non threatening. I mean, if he's supposed to be a snake, yeah. fangs need to be a prominent feature. And he's got some pointy teeth mm-hmm. but like mostly it's just he has like a pug nose. Yeah. And that's kind of it. The master was a scarier costume.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean, he was the, the big bad. And while they did actually talk about making Makita a returning villain and that never happened, uh, I think he's, he's still, he's scary enough. He's not a great effect. It's not like something that holds up to the test of time that well, but I feel like for the show where it's at right now, it's a good effect.
0: Okay. So Xander disguises himself as a frat brother. The gang breaks in to save the girls. I like that Xander throws a punch. And they show him hurting his hand. Yeah. Because it's, like, super realistic. Mm -hmm. Like, people throw punches all the time, but they also hurt their hands all the time. Especially if you're
1: not a trained fighter, because it's clear Xander is not.
0: Yes. Also, it makes him look braver, Mm -hmm. because he doesn't have superpowers. He's not a trained Mm -hmm. fighter, and he's aware of this. He's still going to go for it. Yeah. Because he's so concerned about his his, uh, girls. Yeah. Giles gets a pretty badass punch here. It's showing some, like, foreshadowing mm-hmm. to Ripper. Yeah. I love the, like, don't fuck with me looks he gives. Yeah. Look he gives. I've never been in the, like, Giles camp. I, like, in, I love Giles, but, like, the girls I know that, like, have crushes on Giles, mm. I've never been attracted to Giles in that way. He's always been a father figure to me. But in moments like this, I can, I feel like Willow in season four when she sees him play the guitar and also she's like, Oh, okay. I kind of get it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, mm, yeah. Nope. I see it now.
1: Yeah. I, I I, mean, I, I get that that it is very easy to think of him because he is such the father figure to the main character. But I mean, I, I'm not saying I would, but I'd think about it if you asked me out, you know, I'd think about it.
0: Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, <laughs> I agree. Age difference, but.
1: Hey, you know, if Angel and Buffy can go out, you know, I could... I'm saying I want to marry Anthony Stewart head, is what I'm saying. Yes,
0: I understand. <laughs> can I be your bridesmaid?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Good. I want a white dress. No. <laughs> so Buffy escapes her chains and fights the Frat brothers. There's some really good choreography here. Like, mm-hmm. again, the, yeah. the fights are really stepping up in quality. The snake attacks Cordy, but really, he's just hugging her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not even, like, with his teeth. He straight up just gives her a hug and she screams.
1: (laughs) Maybe that's part of uh, Makita's ritual, is he just like, I love you so much and now I'm gonna eat you. It's
0: like, um... Of mice and men. He just, he just doesn't know his own strength. Yes. He keeps squeezing really hard.
1: This is like, they, they keep, the guys keep thinking they're giving sacrifices. He just wants a friend and he oh, ends up killing them poor all
0: and gets really sad and he goes away so for, misunderstood. A <laughs> yes. oh, uh, for a year. Oh, poor Nikita.
1: That's why he just leaves for a year. He just gets so depressed.
0: Oh, Yeah, poor guy. Buffy chops off his tail, which apparently kills it.
1: We can assume it does because he like crawls away and we can assume it crawls away to die. But originally, There was a really cool tag at the end of this bit, uh, that that had to be cut because of money and time reasons, and then it wasn't necessary for the, for the plot. There's gonna be a bit where Tom, you know, kinda gets up and is stumbling around, and Makita pops out of the hole and says, uh, uh, just time for one quick bite, and steal, and grabs him and takes him down.
0: Literally, is he supposed to talk? Yes. But he doesn't talk in this. No, that's why,
1: that's why I think it would be hilarious, is that like, (laughs) what, this thing talks? (laughs) That would be great. And I think it also speaks to the fact that they originally thought that this was going to be a monster that might return at some point and be like an ongoing threat. Not like the big bad, but a returning (laughs) villain. And I think that would be really cool to have this thing that you think is just this bestial monster with no real mind, just kind of like a force, but then it just has a cheesy one-liner at the end and goes away.
0: It makes me think of Chris and I recently rewatched all of the Jurassic Park movies. And, oh. uh, I had completely forgotten that in Jurassic Park 3. Oh, yes. The Raptor talks.
1: It's a dream. It's not the actual I know. Raptor What's <laughs> <doing>? Grant.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alan, wake up. Alan. Uh, Alan. <laughs> so Buffy says, I had one drink. I told one lie to Giles. Now she lies all the time to her mom. Mm-hmm. And Giles supports this. He yeah. kind of encourages it. Mm-hmm. So for him having a tr- having a hard time with like I told one lie, yeah, you've encouraged her to lie for two years.
1: But I mean, that's a different kind of lie where it's it's the secret identity thing that I feel like is a lot more justifiable. Where first of all, I don't think it, it would necessarily be easy for Joyce to believe. Oh, by the way, mom, I kill vampires because I have magical powers. But also, it's the the safety thing because now if if Joyce knows that. It's harder for her to go around in the world. It's easier for her to get involved in that stuff. And it's harder for Buffy to do her job properly if her mom's like, no, I don't want you going out. I know you're going to go out and fight vampires.
0: I'm just saying, if you teach someone to lie, you can't be upset when they're a liar.
1: Oh, well, I mean, I get, I get what you're saying. I get it. But I also feel like there's, there's good lies and there's bad lies.
0: And she deserved a night out.
1: Yeah. But I, I feel like she should have been more like, I understand you want me to do this, but I'm not going to. I'm making my own decision to do this because I need it. I feel like that would have been yeah, that's fair. The he choice. can't
0: really stop her. Yeah, and I mean, he, he's
1: her watcher, but she it's can not like
0: easily beat him up. Like, yeah. what's he gonna do? Yeah, fair.
1: I will rent you any books from the library. <laughs> <laughs> Your library card is. Remote. I need my
0: Emily Dickinson.
1: <laughs> my Emily uh, Dickinson. Uh,
0: so Giles agrees to take it easy on Buffy from now on, which won't last. i feel like this episode was just a starter for band candy Mm, yeah like we're just kind of like waiting till a better version of this idea what
1: it feels like they keep remaking the basic idea until like they and they're getting closer every time with making a really good episode with the points this episode is trying to make as far as that dichotomy
0: so now cordy's dating jonathan Oh, so weird. So weird. It won't, good thing it won't last. Yeah. She's like twice as high. Yes. <laughs> just twice as high. That's, I mean, I get why she's just like, yeah. look, I need a young guy who's scared of me and who I can control, yeah. who's not going to try to feed me to a rape monster. Yeah.
1: yeah. Or a hug monster, let's Hug be monster.
0: All right. <laughs> That's how it always starts.
1: <laughs> really?
0: Angel shows up to the bronze to get coffee. Hmm. Xander is great here. Yeah. Like, all of Xander's stuff here, mm-hmm. I just love. That freak, hey, man. Like, not even phased yeah. by the fact that Angel walks yeah. right up behind him. Angel, Buffy, Xander. Like, just <laughs> love it. Well,
1: and I also like that he, you can still very clearly see that uh, Xander is jealous, but he's not as petty as he has been in the yeah. past. Like, he's he's getting more mature about it, which I like that it's it's a slow but gradual build.
0: I think also the reason I like him here is that they're being so overly serious and dramatic. It's mm-hmm. just like a breath of fresh comedic yeah. air. Like, thank you.
1: Yeah. Another thing I learned in the commentary uh is that and it kind of it's a thing that logically makes sense, when eventually they have the Angel spinoff, uh I think David Greenwald said he was the one who had the idea, we need to put Cordy in it because Angel is so serious. We yeah. need to have somebody who's super light in the opposite of that yes. to balance it out, and that's just inherently more funny when you have super serious guy and super
0: unserious person. I think that's why it's so frustrating later on in that season series when Cordy just gets so serious herself yeah. that you start to be like, guys, somebody like break a piñata, mm-hmm. throw a pie. Yeah. You're killing me.
1: Which, and, and that that's, uh, again, great why I feel like the fifth season of Angel is so good. Because when they have Spike in there, he's really good at, even when he's being serious, being funny. Yes. Which is exactly what I feel like that show always needed. And often did not get. Yep.
0: So, Buffy plays Coy and says, yeah, we'll get coffee sometime. And mm-hmm. walks away. I don't get this. Yeah. Like, why? Why?
1: They... I, I, I They thought it would be cute at the end of the episode.
0: I don't. I don't get it. I I guess I'm not. I've never been a girl to play hard to get. Mm -hmm. It seems dumb. Like, dude, you're. They serve coffee at the Bronze. Have it now. What are you doing?
1: Yeah, it is one of those things where. And I also feel like even though it's not that far away, they're in the past twenty years or so. I feel like it's been more and more seen as dumb. The whole hard to get thing. I feel like that's really on the way out. As a way where it's, people are just being a lot more like, hey, are you interested in me? I- I'm interested in you. Let's, let's go out. Not like.
0: That's way more normal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I don't know if it has to do with the rise of the internet or whatever cultural reason you like want to say.
0: Oz later this season when he's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to ask you out. Yeah. I'm nervous about it. It's interesting. I'm like, that so cute and direct. Yeah. yeah.
1: And that's, I I think, a much more modern way of doing it. Whereas, and I guess I understand that maybe she is still feeling that thing of, maybe I have to be more old fashioned, which we see in the next episode, playing hard to get is probably what he would be used to.
0: I mean, like I would get it if she were still mad at him. Mm -hmm. But I feel like at this point, she doesn't really have a reason to be. Yeah. So what's the lesson in Reptile Boy? I think the lesson is about finding a happy medium Mm -hmm. in life. Be a kid, go out, have fun, take a break, but be smart about it. Mm -hmm. Tell people where you are. Have a buddy. Don't accept open drinks unless it's been in your sight the whole time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. In addition to that, just the idea of when you're at a place you don't know, be extra cautious. Yes. And, yeah, you should always be cautious in what you're doing, especially when you're drinking or doing something that can impede your mental faculties in some way. But especially when you're with people you don't know, you have to be extra, extra cautious in general.
0: Yes. And if you're courty, don't abandon your party buddy. You have a party buddy. Mm -hmm. You stay with your party buddy, and neither of you gets too drunk that you can't help the other. Yeah. That's the purpose of a party buddy. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. I tried to do that but it was right after I'd seen the movie Cast Away so I just brought a volleyball and <laughs> we got wasted.
0: Wilson. No more shots, Wilson. <laughs> 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 Anything else
1: you'd like to say? About um you? it's an all right one-off episode. It's got some good lessons but it's not one of my faves.
0: Agreed. It is one off, as monster of the week's go. It's not terrible. Yeah. There are much worse episodes. Mm-hmm. This one, I think the message is a little confusing.
1: It, it it suffers from having too many messages, I feel.
0: I've always thought that the snake costume is ridiculous and, like, it's just bad. It's There's just bad. There's still experiment. It's, it's better bad. than
1: bad CGI.
0: Correct. Yep. Yes. I would much... I always will prefer bad practical effects over yep. bad CGI. Oof. Yeah. So rough. But yeah, still a fun time and in a show where you've got a strong female protagonist, a coming of age story, and a feminist message. Having lessons about mm-hmm. how to take care of yourself yep. in a party situation or around hornball dudes is a lesson worth learning.
1: I feel like if I was a dad, this would be an episode I might show to, like, if I had kids who were, like, in high school and just, like, hey,
0: there's just a fun
1: episode of TV we're going to watch right now. Yeah. And maybe that be a good way to kind of open up that dialogue.
0: Yep. All right, it's time to put Reptile Boy back on the shelf and open the books on Halloween. Halloween and Sunnydale.
1: How could you tell? There's nothing in the opening scene to indicate that it's I had almost no Halloween. No idea.
0: Took a wild <laughs> guess. So, my Halloween is your favorite holiday.
1: I mean, it's it's kind of tied with Christmas, but they're my favorites in different ways. It's it's one of those things where they're constantly jockeying, but it, it would definitely not be incorrect to say my favorite ho- holiday is Halloween.
0: And what do you love so much about Halloween?
1: Well, I just kind I kind of everything. I love candy. I love scary movies. I love making a costume for Halloween. I love costumes in general. It's fun. And I just, uh, I think that the basic idea behind it of, and I'm not talking about sacrificing kids in Ireland back in the day, which technically is in the origin of Halloween, but like what it's come to mean the Halloween of kind of this escape from the self celebrating uh, the ability to, to pretend to be something else. And just, I, I don't know. It's just, it's a it's a holiday that feels very natural to me as a holiday what it feels like Easter as a holiday is kind of dumb because it's what eggs and bunnies I don't get it I don't that just doesn't make sense to me Halloween makes sense you have these scary pumpkins and then scary witches and it all kind of fits together as a holiday and it's and it's just fun
0: unfortunately my favorite holiday is 4th July and they don't do a fourth of July episode on Buffy
1: no it would be hard to I mean, maybe the ghost of Uncle Don't they Sam? usually take the summer off? Yeah. yeah. You can't do it. Yeah. I mean, I guess you could have a flashback episode. Hey, remember that 4th of July?
0: I think the closest thing is when they're on the beach uh, barbecuing and playing football mm. uh, season four with Brian okay. Was it season four or season five? I remember. It's got to be season five because he's already got his insecure phase.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's that, the closest that's right. thing.
1: Insecure. Oh. oh, just wait, boys and girls, till we get to Riley.
0: Oh, yeah. So Buffy's fighting a rando vamp in a pumpkin patch, but she's being filmed
1: mm-hmm. by a pervy, pervy vamp.
0: Pervy vamp, he gets off on it. At the bronze, Buffy's waiting for Angel, who's wearing pastels again.
1: I don't get it. Stop I don't it. get it.
0: Just stop it.
1: Um, and, and one other thing that's a big pet peeve, in addition to uh, Angel wearing pastels, in in the first scene, which I otherwise really like, where it's she's fighting the vampire, kills the vampire, somebody's filming her. What does this all mean? It's close to Halloween. It gets done what it needs to get done. The thing I hate about it, and it's just a super pet peeve I have in TV and movies: super fake-looking recording through a camera screens. Mm. It just looks that you can so tell that's not a real video camera screen.
0: But you need to differentiate it from the the TV show filming.
1: That's exactly my point. I want it to be differentiated. I wanted to I, I would love it to be actual like VHS type footage. It's clearly a different quality. The screen on it looks like an actual one of those screens. Because it looks clearly like something done in post. Not like it's uh, actually a camera.
0: Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah.
1: And that just always bugs me because it seems like that can't be that hard to just find a cheaper camera to film something on. Yeah. Or to that? just copy what an actual camera would have. I'm not sure if it's a clearance thing. Like
0: nowadays, you just do it on your phone.
1: Yeah, and I've seen shows do that nowadays a lot more. Where if something's filmed like on a phone, you actually see it either on the phone or in quality that matches what a phone would be. Right. But I just and it'll still come up sometimes in TV and movies, even nowadays, where you have somebody filming on a camera that's ha- supposed to have that little screen, and it's just so clearly not what that screen actually looks like.
0: Like the it green just, screened it in later. Yeah, and it's just yeah. it's
1: just so lazy to me. Hmm. Sorry, it's my, my rant about uh really nitpicking stuff.
0: That's fine. I'm about to nitpick uh Angel's costume again. Ooh, boy, he's yeah. wearing pastels. Ooh, you guys. Pastels. Vampire. I get he's a good vampire. <laughs> But this is not his color palette. No. Okay. His color palette. He's a winter. Mm-hmm. We're going to put him in burgundy and black, a yeah. dark brown. I could do a chocolate color. Mm-hmm. I like that. An olive green, like an army yeah. green. He could yeah. do that. Sure. A pastel, like eggshell blue. Buddy. No. Oh. We- we're going to the church luncheon. What do we do? Yeah. No. So Buffy's late to the bronze. Therefore, Cordy is keeping him company. Buffy arrives post-slayage with hay in her hair. She's feeling less than pretty, so she bails. Uh I was on a date once, and we are waiting for... You look so surprised when I said I was on a date once. Once! I went on a date once! <laughs> no, the only just, time. no I, I
1: was more surprised by how this would remind you of a date You're just story. just
0: excited about where this um, segue yeah. is going. I was on a date once, waiting for the train, and a bird sat in my hair. Oh. <laughs> Like just purple (laughs) down my hair. And my date was like, do you want to go back home? I was like, no, we can still go. But I'm just going to go to the restroom once we get there and wash it out. But for listeners that don't know, I have very blonde hair. And it's naturally very blonde. And if you don't know this about very blonde hair, it soaks up everything. Whether Mm. it's conditioner, dye, or bird poop. Ah. It dyed my hair in a purple streak, mm. even after I washed it out of the sink. But hey,
1: helpful hit listeners, if you have blonde hair and you want to get uh, purple streaks, here's a real low cost competitive. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's, that's, I, I did uh, get, it wasn't on a date, but I did get uh, bird poop on me once. It was right before going to see a play in college, and it was a, a goose who literally shat. All over oh, me. Oh no! It was it was like a toupee on the top of my head, <laughs> oh, no. both shoulders, and down one arm.
0: <laughs> I was saying, goose is much bigger than like the tiny little song. And it bird. really felt like
1: it was aiming because
0: <laughs> it just it was just it a probably was. Bomb I hate- bomb bomb. These are assholes. And yeah. probably did game. That sucks. <laughs> At school the next day, Snyder is practicing force volunteering. Hey, <laughs> this dude really is a big fan of fascism. Yep. Definitely was in school hard. Absolutely is here. I hate this asshole. <laughs> High schoolers will be escorting kids trick-or-treating, and the Scoobies have been recruited.
1: I love the line that Snyder has about uh, the different things that Buffy's going to be doing. You know, taping houses, blowing mailboxes, whatever it is. But he ends it with bobbing for apples, which I feel like...
0: It's a bad thing. <laughs>
1: yes. You're terrible. What, what happened to you, Snyder? <laughs> happened to you in bobbing for apples did somebody hold you down is that what happens <laughs>
0: probably probably yeah. yeah uh maybe he thinks that she's like bobbing for apples means she's going to go into people's homes and steal apples out of their refrigerators <laughs> but first
1: she has to fill up the sink and then put the apples yeah. in the sink to steal it's the them. only
0: way you can steal an apple
1: on Halloween, of course.
0: Way. so buffy's bummed because halloween is usually quiet for Vamps. she <laughs> doesn't want to go trick-or-treating uh, so this is a fun fact for the show. I like that the yeah. vamps are offended by the fake paranormal. We're so yeah. over it. Mm-hmm. No.
1: Yeah. And I, I like when shows do that, acknowledge Halloween as something different. And some of them do the op- exact opposite, where it's the most uh, powerful day for supernatural stuff. But I feel like that feels like a really cool little nod to a holiday that we all know, instead of just making up St. Vigius and stuff that we don't. Relate to, everyone knows Halloween, so to have it be something different in the Buffyverse is fun.
0: And that's so you know opposite mm-hmm. what you yeah. would expect. Yeah. Enter Larry!
1: Larry! I, I don't know why I always forget he's in this episode. It's not like he's bad in this episode. No. It's in his introduction. Yes. But I'm always pleasantly surprised when he shows up.
0: I'm always surprised that we don't know his full arc at this point. Because it's impossible yeah. for me to look at Larry and not think mm-hmm. of later Larry. Yeah. Larry is Xander's bully du jour. Mm -hmm. He implies that Buffy is a loose girl, prompting Xander to defend her honor. Go, Xander.
1: (laughs) Do something very manly.
0: (laughs) But Buffy defends Xander, which wounds his manhood. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can understand it.
1: But, uh, you know, he does still get that... uh, that, Well, I guess she gets the diet, Dr. Pepper. Maybe that's what he's really upset about.
0: Yeah, she did just straight up steal his pop. He put his money in that machine.
1: Mm -hmm. And just because she threw up some dude against it... She's the one that gets it? Not fair.
0: I don't think he was looking for diet, though, right? Didn't he choose something else?
1: I don't know. Let's let's this go back the, and review is the, the tape. This the
0: definition of a nitpick. So. Yes.
1: Uh, <laughs> excuse me. In the episode, he clearly chose a regular Dr. Pepper and a diet Dr. Pepper came out. Worst show ever. <laughs>
0: That's a really good impression. <laughs> Buffy and Willow plan to sneak a look at the Watcher Diaries to learn more about Angel's past love interests.
1: I love the little. It's so jinky Scooby Doo shot of Buffy and Willow through the library window with a little cat sticker on it. Yeah, it just it's so cartoony, but in in just the right way where it's not over the top, but it's definitely a little sillier than it would probably be in real life.
0: The cat sticker is totally <laughs> what sends it over the top yeah. for me. I mean, like the whoever was doing the set dressing did not mm-hmm. need to add that cat sticker there, yeah. but they did, and I thank you for it. Adorable. So Buffy distracts Giles. <laughs>
1: I love the, the part where she she asks him about his hobbies, and he says, I enjoy cross-referencing, which is hilarious, but then it turns out to be true later in the episode, because he's cross-referencing when Willow comes back. Nice! I just love that. Like, it feels like, oh, this is just a great little joke, but then it comes back. Cross-referencing. Ah, love it. Love it.
0: So, Buffy and Willow find a sketching of Angel's former girlfriend from 1775. <laughs> Buffy's feeling self-conscious about not being the kind of girl that puts on a fancy dress and does her hair all up. I'm going to point out this is a sketching, not a picture. Her waist yeah. is probably not that small in real life, and yeah. if it is, it's aided by a corset, but whatever.
1: It's okay. They, they Maybe they don't know about pictures yet. They haven't gotten to that part of high school.
0: <laughs> Cordy enters, and Buffy breaks the news that Angel's a vampire. Mm-hmm. Later, Willow and Buffy are costume shopping. Buffy encourages Willow to dress sexy without repercussions. Mm-hmm. Xander is going as an army guy. Buffy spots a big pink dress and the owner cuts her a deal. Mm-hmm. Spike's reviewing the tape of Buffy fighting. Yay, Spike! Spike, thank you for coming back, Spike. We missed you. <laughs> so I like Spike for lots of reasons. Yeah. As previously mentioned, he's very pretty. <laughs> I like his face yeah. and his general body area. <laughs> um, he's funny. He's mm-hmm. a badass. He's actually scary. Yeah. But another thing that I love about him is pet names. Yeah. I am a sucker for pet names and nicknames. And yeah. he calls everybody by a pet name. Mm-hmm. And it ju- yeah. it tickles me every time. <laughs> every single time. So here he calls Buffy Baby yeah. and Drew Poodle. And I just melt. Just call me Poodle. It's great.
1: Uh, and I love that Drusilla comes back, and even Edith comes back in this oh, scene. Little Edith,
0: she got out of her timeout. <laughs> I know, good for
1: Edith. I really, I think that's what I'm paying most attention to on this uh rewatching of the Buffy series is Edith's arc in season two. Yes, <gasps> yeah.
0: let's keep an eye on that. Oh, I've never paid attention before. The I Edith bet to Edith has her own website. If we it. I bet I'm,
1: she does. I'm sure. I'm sure there's some weird fan fiction out there somewhere.
0: Ew! Now I don't want
1: to <laughs> It could be the non-slash fiction.
0: There's, There's... no such thing. All of fan fiction is gross.
1: <laughs> well, you just read, like, the first sentence and then see if it looks like it's about to
0: turn. Uh, so Drew prophesizes that Buffy will be weakened, saying everything's changing outside to inside. Mm-hmm. Cue the costume shop owner, Ian. Ethan, goddammit. it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We're not cutting that single second of this. It's <laughs> all going in the podcast. Hi, hi. <laughs> Were you accidentally also watching Ghostbusters 2? Um,
0: no, I <laughs> actually, now I'm upset because I had made like a fun correlation in my notes and I'm like, no, that doesn't work. Chris and I had just watched Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> Ian, <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, Ian worships the Chaos Ian. Ian is he, a chaos professor. <laughs> Inception. No. Yeah, the only
1: way that works
0: uh, is if the character's name is completely different. God damn it. I was so excited for that. Uh, I was so like, Ian, they're both like Ian. <laughs> oh. Um. <laughs> Can I just call him Ian from now on? (laughs) It's life so much happier. Anyways.
1: Okay, so there's magic going on at Ethan's costume shop.
0: Making a blood sacrifice to the chaos demon. Buffy and Willow are getting ready to go trick or treating. Willow is dressed as a streetwalker. Yeah, um. (laughs) What is that costume? I mean, I get the idea of like, I'm going to put on sexy lingerie and put on ears and I'm a cat. Willow's not wearing ears. What is she? <laughs>
1: like, yeah, I, I did some research, and I'll, I'll say what it actually is, but when I was just kind of theorizing, I was like, so just, like, a girl that dresses provocatively? I'm a prostitute. Is it, I is literally it a have in my
0: notes that she's dressed as a prostitute. Well, in the script,
1: it says that she is dressed as a hot rocker chick, but it all, mm-hmm. I, I've also heard a lot of things online that say that that was solely to get that past the censors so that they could basically have her dress, like... Bay Streetwalker. Like
0: the movie Pretty Woman. hmm Yep. Richard did- Gere? Yes. No, oh, okay. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's got that nice gray wig on. <laughs> I only did this once. So I, I usually...
1: <laughs> Dressed like Richard Gere?
0: Yes, exactly. No, so I usually try to go for authentic in terms of mm-hmm. costumes, a la Willow's Eskimo costume yeah. or something to that effect. There was one year where I was sick and tired of... All the girls around me looking really pretty Mm. and me just looking kind of funny. Yeah. I was like, fuck this. I'm going to do the sexy Halloween just once. See what it's like. So I went as a sexy cowgirl and we show in way more skin than I usually show anywhere besides the beach. Yeah. And I got like a block from my apartment and was just so upset. And so just like, Mm. I hate the looks I'm getting. I hate this attention. I want a big trench coat. I'm going to go back home. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. Oh wow! It it, it was not a fun experience for me. I'm not. I will never do that again. No. no. So like Willow here being super nervous about like this isn't me. I'm like no. I you get can this. really relate. To I it. get this. This is a not fun experience. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I I
1: I've never done the sexy anything uh, costume because I don't dislike anybody enough to uh, wear a tank <laughs> top. Um, <laughs> but it, it 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 definitely I like that she she kind of. Sisses out about it and goes for the ghost costume. I feel like that's a very, very willow move. Although I do want to point out this point. We're getting any further. And then one of my biggest pet peeves, it's not a show thing. It's a real life thing. Costumes that you buy in a store that would be just as easy, probably easier to make at home. Yeah. And a ghost costume is the definition of that. She's
0: just wasting her money here. You
1: need a sheet and scissors.
0: She's a and like a magic marker to write the word boo. She's a hundred percent just throwing away her money.
1: Yeah, that's it's. I, I hate. It. I get that. The Xander story has the in... right
0: idea. What Xander's yeah. doing here exactly. is what I usually do. Like mm-hmm. when I say cowgirl, yeah. I mean that. Like I went and I bought the fake toy gun exactly. and the fake toy badge, and then, and then, just then like,
1: like tied off a shirt I, you already I had. I yeah.
0: Tied a brand- mm-hmm. bandana around me and wore a miniskirt, and that yeah. was like. My cowgirl costume. There you go.
1: That, I think yeah, that's that's the the way to do it. Especially if you're doing one of those kind of generic costumes. To just buy the generic version of a generic costume is so lazy and boring and not cool. I, I'm sure some people like it, you know, just because you're easily identifiable or, I don't know, if you're the sexy version of something because you're dressing all sexy. Although, my personal opinion, I find it much sexier when somebody has a really cool, interesting costume, like something that's a costume from something I really like, than mm-hmm. that they're just, like, dressing, like, super scantily. That's, Lingerie with cat ears. Yeah. It's the like, Mean
0: Girls costume. I
1: get it. Uh, you're a cat. I'm real impressed. Yeah. You could, you could just dress like that. I think
0: that. this is, I mean, part of Will- Willow's scene here is the yeah. fact that she is buying, like, not just a frumpy costume that isn't going to show her mm-hmm. off, but like the most boring, yeah. generic, the fact that it's store bought, so it's even less interesting. I think yeah. that's part of this. Of, like, yeah. really? Really? Mm,
1: that's what you're going with.
0: Yeah. So Larry's dressed as a pirate. Cordy's dressed as a big cat. <laughs> Ethan's spell goes into effect And the trick-or-tweeters become real monsters Xander's gun becomes a real gun Willow dies and comes back as a ghost And Buffy is a helpless Victorian damsel uh,
1: I love it when it gets to this part I, I also love that there's a lot of build-up to it mm. Which I'm sure some people would say Oh, they don't get enough time to actually do it But no, that's perfect Just like to mention something we mentioned earlier, Jurassic Park, it's great that you don't see the dinosaurs for, like, the first 30 minutes. And you don't see the T-Rex or the raptors for almost the first hour of the movie. And it's great to get this build-up, And then when you actually see it, it's exciting. When you just see all the stuff or you get to the, the main course right away, sometimes it just gets boring because you've already seen it. You've already experienced the fun thing, the big attraction. But this is really nice. They build up everybody's arcs. That are paid off through this, this whole magic rigmarole, and it, I, I just love it.
0: If this is a really done, really well done scene. Do you think about this when planning your Halloween costumes?
1: Yeah. Um, sometimes I do. Sometimes I, I have to just concede, hey, if this ends up happening, I'm gonna be screwed, but I never go for anything that would be so bad if I turned into it that I'd like, I wouldn't go as the devil. I wouldn't go as something <laughs> like mouse. super. Well, a mouse, I'm, at least I'm not going to hurt other, other people.
0: But you could very well die.
1: Yeah, I could die. But that I'm not as concerned about. I don't want to hurt other people if I get magically turned into my costume.
0: Okay. That's I'm, what I'm more concerned about. I like about. that this episode like comes back. They readdress it in mm-hmm. season four. Yeah,
1: I love that callback so much.
0: Because I'm not going to lie. I think about this when I pick mm-hmm. up my Halloween costumes. Like... I gotta make sure that yeah. like it's not something like I don't wanna be, you know, Larry. Yeah. What if I mean what if Cordelia's costume actually turning her into a cat? Yeah. That would be insane.
1: I saw Island Doctor Moreau, that's real messed up.
0: Right? You yeah. Don't wanna be a you cat. gotta think about it.
1: Yeah. This past so year
0: I was Harley Quinn.
1: Ooh, that's so I'd well, be safe. You'd be safe, but you might hurt people.
0: I didn't have any weapons on me, it'd be okay. Oh,
1: she'd get a weapon.
0: Okay. I choose to believe that she without the joker's terrible influence she's fine
1: and it's and of course nobody would be dressed like the joker
0: nope nobody
1: nobody on halloween
0: <laughs> and then the year before i was the mad hatter so just two yeah. years in a row where it's like i'm just gonna be crazy yeah it's all right
1: it does make me feel more safe when i am dressed as a ghostbuster which is many halloweens uh i feel like <laughs> oh choice. this is
0: great yeah. if,
1: if this ends up happening i'll be exactly the right person exactly
0: to call also the year that i dressed as buffy that would that would have oh, gone yeah, well
1: that would have been perfect
0: So they all go to Buffy's house. Cordy's attacked and Xander rescues her, but she's not a cat. She's the only one who didn't turn into her costume. Mm -hmm. Buffy, meanwhile, is waiting for men to save her and insists (laughs) that her job is to marry a baron and says that fighting is low. Barf. (laughs) I like that even Willow and Cordy hate this talk. And even Cordy, who's usually the damsel, is Mm -hmm. like, what is with this riff? Yeah. Like, she's just, no. No.
1: Yeah, and I I like that it 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 really strengthens one of the underlying themes uh, of the show about basically just how outdated a lot of uh, old-fashioned gender norms are for women. And really highlighting it, like, you really want to romanticize what it was like to be a woman in the 1700s. This is... I mean, not documentary level, but like this is what would happen if that person was alive today. You really want to hang out with that person? No, no.
0: It makes me think about at one point there's this chain email going around a couple of years ago about how life was better a hundred years ago, and I got so mad, so mad.
1: What was the argument? That was polio involved? Because you know polio <laughs> was around a hundred years ago. I mean, these
0: are all points I made. I forget it was it was stuff like. You know, family came first and we didn't rot our brains Ooh. in front of the television or internet. And we weren't in, you know, at war with, you know, people because of oil. And blo- and, it was just like, and people didn't blow up buildings by flying planes into them. like.
1: Yeah, but th- everyone died at like 50.
0: Yeah, well, now we have antibiotics <laughs> and yeah. running toilets.
1: And women can vote. <laughs> like, yeah. those are all really cool things. Yeah. You have educational programs on TV you can watch. And, uh, And
0: guess what? Everybody gets to go to school. Yeah.
1: And everybody can read. Well, not everybody, but most people can read. It's, yeah, that's.
0: We have refrigerators. Yeah. You can refrigerate food. I
1: mean, I get nostalgia in certain things or like, oh, it'd be really cool to see a baseball game from 1910. But to think like, oh, no, we, we were better off a hundred years ago. Like, no, we really weren't.
0: Yeah. I just, it just absolutely drove me saying it was that same idea. Like, do you really want to romanticize this? Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm so much happier yeah. being able to vote, vote, and make choices for myself, yeah. and not being considered someone else's and wear p- pants. Property pants are fun. Yeah. They're just way more practical.
1: Yeah, you can you can do a lot of things a lot more easily in pants. Although I
0: will say, like. Dresses can, and skirts can be super comfortable, and yeah. I uh, I feel sorry for people that don't get to wear them. Well, because...
1: it's nice, because now you, you can be a guy, and you can wear a skirt without That's being, true. like... I've... I mean, there's still predators, but you can do it without, like, being murdered.
0: I definitely uh, no guys that wear skirts. Yeah. That's the thing.
1: Yeah, and yeah. You, can, you can do that. That's great.
0: So Angel shows up and saves Buffy, but she freaks out when she sees his vamp face and runs. We have a lost Buffy on our hands.
1: Great setup. And I love how in this episode... And I feel like they must have done this on purpose. It is a great episode if this is your first episode of Buffy. And I feel like they must have done that because people figure, oh, this is the Halloween episode. It's, uh, I, I, I think it aired right around Halloween. So that would be a perfect way to get into the series of like, I'm just going to watch this thing on Halloween because, you know, it's yeah. supposed to be kind of scary or what, whatnot. Uh, and then you get a great introduction to Every main character, you get to know at least something about what they're about. You learn new things about the characters, which is exciting, even if you're an old viewer. And everybody has not necessarily an arc, but good moments. I love that in an episode where everybody is represented in a a Buffy episode.
0: Absolutely. Willow walks through the walls of the library to talk to Giles. (laughs) She explains that everyone's turning into their costume, except for Cordy, who got her costume at a different store from everyone else. (laughs) A new place. Ethan. Ooh.
1: I also love one of my favorite reactions from Giles is when Willow says that she is dressed as a ghost, and he just says, uh, 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 yes, uh, Ghost of what, exactly? Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: that's <laughs> nothing. No. Yeah. Ghost of a streetwalker. <laughs> so they go to Ethan's. Giles sends Willow away and confronts Ethan, who calls him Ripper. Ooh. He implies that the tweed-clad Rupert is not the real man, but Ripper is. As a testament to this, Giles threatens Ethan's life and then beats the living shit out oh, of
1: him. Oh, I love this development. This is I feel like so good. This is like the one thing that was missing to both explain and fully flesh out Giles' character. Yes. This backstory. Because you could definitely make the argument before this that Giles might seem a little too one dimensional as he's just a stuffy British guy, but it totally justifies it that a lot of this is not necessarily an act, but a way of kind of protecting himself from his darker side.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And he's put up a wall to protect mm-hmm. those around him.
1: He's, he's stuffy because there are, there are parts about him that he wants to keep in.
0: Yes. Also. Fuck Ethan. And it's so good to see him get his due.
1: Yeah. And uh, I just love that relation. I really wish there had been more Ethan episodes. Uh, there are a couple more. He's
0: pretty great. I mean, like, it's like, yeah. I, he, this is my definition of I love to hate him. Mm-hmm. Like, he, yeah. he, he's funny. Yeah. He's diabolical. Chunky
1: or creepy. And, oh, wait, no, that's he's peanut butter. just
0: strange. I mean, like, and he's just so different than everyone mm-hmm. else. He has this, like, mix of being, like, swarthy yet effeminate. Yeah. Like, it, I don't. Know, yeah, no. Yeah, and he yeah. he says shit to Buffy that you're like nobody else would get away to saying yeah. get away with saying that with with mm-hmm. get away with saying that to her. But when Ethan does it, you're like. Alright, that's kind of badass that yeah, you just that's, said that.
1: And I love that he, he's that rare combination. I love when a character can be both cowardly and badass. Yes. And that's, that he pulls it off great. And it's, a, uh, it's really sad. I don't know if you heard this, but the actor who played Ethan, uh, passed away like a year or two ago.
0: I did remember reading that. Yeah, that it was really yeah. sad.
1: That's a bummer. He's but he did a really great job. young. Yeah. Yeah, that was really, really a bummer. But it, it, at least he's got like some fantastic, some of the yeah. best episodes of the whole series. Absolutely.
0: Hey, it is a carnival for Spike out there. Oh. He's recruited some new mini monsters <laughs> as a gang. And over here is that Buffy's out alone with no powers to protect her.
1: This is just neat.
0: <laughs> Buffy is attacked by Larry the pirate. It's not really the ki- the actor that plays Larry, right?
1: I thought it was.
0: It didn't look like it to me, and like which was weird to me because obviously Xander is still Xander and Willow mm-hmm. still Willow. Maybe the makeup was just so good I didn't recognize him.
1: Some props to the uh makeup department. I was just
0: like, it's a pirate, so it's got to be Larry. Yeah. He is about to get rapey. It's a rapey couple of episodes. <laughs> when Xander arrives to save the day, he beats the living shit out of Larry.
1: And then gets a, a, an amount of closure out of it. There are just so many good lines in this episode. Yeah. Uh Just like when they first turn. And I love the line where Xander says that, I just want you to know I'm taking a lot on faith here. <laughs> that, that could be a line re- regarding a different episode later. Huh?
0: Uh-huh. I'm just smiling because that's yep. another one of my favorite characters.
1: Yep. That, we'll, we'll get to her next season. We'll,
0: yes. Yep. Spike arrives and the gang retreats to an open warehouse. They barricade themselves in. Spike breaks in and is seconds away from biting Buffy when Ethan tells Giles how to break the spell. Oh, I love it. Everyone is back. Mm-hmm. Spike's gang is back to being a sniffling group of toddlers mm-hmm. and Buffy kicks Spike's ass. Yeah. She can even fight in a ball gown, which I mm-hmm. love. Yeah. I like that she doesn't need to like rip it or anything. She's like, nope, I just yeah. got this.
1: That's cool. And I love how it's right before, cause it, it, it flips the, the script back. It's right before Xander is about to shoot Spike, which we can presume that, like that probably would have helped. Maybe not actually. Yeah. It would have slowed him down. Him. Yeah, it would have helped. Uh, but it's right before that, that it's, it's changed. So it's still like, don't worry, Buffy's still gonna save the day. So it's like, it's not, you know, now this cool badass ander he's the new hero. It's like right before that would really take effect, that's when it changes and she's back. She gets to kick the ass.
0: Yep. Willow comes to in her ghost costume back on the porch. Mm-hmm. But with her newfound confidence, she sheds the sheet and struts her stuff mm-hmm. Who notices? Oz. Mm-hmm. Of course he does.
1: Yeah. And I, I love, again, the great parallels in this episode where they ran into each other on accident before. Yes. When she's wearing the costume so he doesn't, he doesn't notice her because it's just some person in a sheet. Right. Uh, and it's, it's great because. You get the the part where a couple episodes ago in Mummy Girl, he sees her in the costume. He's like, who's that girl that she looks so awesome? So now when he's like, who's that girl when she's dressed like more sexy, quote unquote, it's not a creepy thing. It's a
0: cute thing. It's it's not because she's dressed like a slut. It's just because it's this interesting girl that I've noticed around.
1: Yeah. It's like, what is she wearing now? This girl's really like,
0: yeah, that's great. I think it's also interesting that like... There's maybe something to be said here about, mm-hmm. like, if you hide yourself and yeah. hide your face, mm-hmm. you might miss an opportunity. Yeah. Like meeting on.
1: Exactly. Not saying you have to dress provocatively to get a guy, because again. But I
0: don't think it's about, it's no. not about dressing provocatively, yeah. because he was interested in her when she was an Eskimo. Exactly, and I
1: love that. I love that that came first, and it, uh, oh, it just, it, it, Cleans away any issues of it being like, oh, so what? It's just a new for buddy And it's
0: I like, think no. it also, I mean, just because of, I always interpret this as it's more about the way she's holding herself exactly. as her walking. It's this yeah. confidence that, like, mm-hmm. who is this really interesting girl yeah. that is just...
1: Mm-hmm. Because if he was just into, like, ooh, she looks really pretty, like, he would have been more interested in Cordelia when she was dressed like a sexy cat lady. Right,
0: and he even said, I need more from a girl, like, brains, (laughs) and having a conversation.
1: And sarcastically says that he wants a girl like that for Cordelia, which he obviously doesn't.
0: Back at Buffy's, Angel doesn't understand why Buffy would think he'd like her better dressed as a Noah woman. He didn't even like them back then. He wanted something interesting and exciting.
1: And wearing some sweatpants.
0: And sweatpants come off really easily.
1: That is a that is a plus.
0: <laughs> I doubt she tied them that tight. Oh. Ethan escapes. His store has been ransacked, and he left a note. Be seeing you. Uh, that's
1: uh, that's that's an example of a, a little end teaser or tag that I think is just done so perfectly It's not overplaying it. But it's not lame like the anointed one saying, Oh, I hate that girl. Ew. It's just, it's just the right level of it's exciting, but not overselling.
0: And I think, I mean, we've just seen a very little bit of Ethan here. <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited for this because I'm, I'm, I wanted to come back.
1: Yeah. And it's clearly. They have a history Giles and Ethan. What's that going to be?
0: Right. And I think that's If exciting. this weren't on there, we might be left with a little bit like, what the shit? What yeah. was that stuff with Ethan and Giles? Who yeah, the is that going yeah. What is that? Mm-hmm. This is kind of telling you like, patience, pet. You'll be yeah. fine.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, just just a great episode.
0: So what's the lesson in Halloween? Be yourself. It is better to be strong and mm-hmm. capable than well-dressed and pretty. Yeah looks me nothing if you can't take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's even repeated between Ethan and Giles. Giles can't save the day until he embraces his dark side. Yeah. It's just a part of who he is whether he mm-hmm. likes it or not.
1: Yeah, it's it's just such a, a well done episode where it's got that theme but it's also just got so much else packed in you know, without ever feeling rushed. And it takes its time to get to the get to the the real meat of the episode which is of course when the the spell takes effect And with the Janus or Janus or whatever you want to call it, the Zardos looking head spell. It's just a great example of a theme episode, a holiday episode, Halloween specifically episode, just done right. Where it feels a little bit different from everything else. It feels like a holiday in a sense from other episodes. Yeah. It's such a very different kind of thing, but it still fits in the universe of the show.
0: Anything else you'd like to say about Halloween?
1: I think Michael Myers was great. He's a great villain. Oh, you this, <laughs>
0: need this
1: episode of... No, it's it's great.
0: That took me a second. I'm like, no, Mike. No, this episode... Oh, <laughs> you're doing a thing.
1: Yep, it's a bit, 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 bit. So, are you ready for a little international title roundup? Yes, please. Ooh. So, this one, I got to say, I'm a little disappointed. There is one good one. But most of them are pretty straightforward for both of them, which I kind of understand. Reptile Boy and Halloween... Both pretty generic titles that would easily translate. Like, most of the foreign titles are just Halloween if it's pronounced differently in a different language for that one. But Reptile Boy has a couple that are a little different. In German, it's The Secret Society, which I'm not surprised Germany would latch onto that element more than (laughs) than Lizard Boy. Um, And then in Finnish, it's The Lizard Man. So, just a weird translation. But the
0: one that is... Isn't there a musician whose name is The Lizard Man?
1: Are you thinking The Lizard King? Lizard King, uh the doors. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: So that might have been confusing in Finland.
1: Okay, yeah, especially since uh Jim Morrison does does not appear in this episode. Yeah,
0: they get through uh, the whole episode like, what the fuck?
1: I was expecting Jim Morrison. He's gonna He's gonna pop be out. a
0: ghost. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, he was going to be the real thing they were worshipping. Makita wasn't a snake at all. It was, yeah. it was Jim Morrison's ghost. All
0: those Finnish Doors fans.
1: <laughs> but the the one weird title is the Halloween's title in Germany is The Night of Transformation.
0: What about them in literal titles? Don't
1: get it. Like you just, could have just said <laughs> Halloween. The Night of Transformation. Yeah. Really, just say Halloween. Spoilers. It's, yeah.
0: They're just... I don't get they it. They don't like surprises. Exactly. Now it's time to celebrate Buffy's badassery with this week's Slay of the Week.
1: Uh, so this one I feel like is pretty easy because, again, it's a week with pretty low counts. I
0: wonder, is this like, I never paid attention before. As the series go on, do you think we just need more and more dead bodies?
1: I don't know. I, I feel like, because we're not in the pattern yet of every episode tends to start with some kind of talk in the cemetery with a vampire kill. Like yeah. that happens from time to time in season two, but it doesn't get really common, I think, until later. Okay. So I think that that makes it a little more something, because there's not one guaranteed slay every week, in addition to the main story. So this one, I think it has to go to uh, reptile boy Makita, when she just slices that big old snake down the middle with a big old sword, and defeats the giant monster. I think mean, that's, that's, it's gotta be that one.
0: I mean, are there only really two official slays? The, the reptile Not, boy and then the beginning of Halloween?
1: Yeah, that's the only ones that I think are, are real slays, cause she can't, nobody can kill any of the kids that were the transformed. I mean, you could. Uh, and yeah, none of the frat boys get killed. Maybe you could have a theoretical Sleigh of the Week if they had that scene where the guy gets pulled in by Makita and he says, uh, Gotta get a snack for there! And I do imagine that his voice would be much like Sid's. That would be yes. like a weird New York accent for no reason.
0: I'm going to go with then a, a technical non-sleigh. Mm-hmm. Giles busting a statue.
1: Ooh, okay. That is a dramatic
0: uh I mean, breakage. It, it, it's it Stop the Spell. Mm-hmm. It's Signs of the Ripper. Yeah. And that was a good moment.
1: Yeah, and you know, maybe there was a little mouse in there that was like an evil mouse making everything work. He was
0: just smashing a spider, really. <laughs> yep. so I, I What spell? There's a spider. I had to kill it.
1: Yeah, it's like, this is the most convenient object to kill this spider with. Slay of the week.
0: Clearly. That's how I kill spiders, really.
1: <laughs> yep. That's why you have so many busts around your apartment. Yeah. Just for spider killing. Yeah. A lot of them are people that I don't even know why you'd have a Millard Fillmore bust. But if it's to kill uh, spiders, makes sense.
0: It's just practical, really. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in to the Sunnydale Stacks. Please like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sunnydale Stacks to ask us questions or share your own opinions and memories about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher, and join us next time when we dust off Lie to Me and the Dark Age when we get lost in the Sunnydale Stacks.